0: podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Welcome, Michelle.
1: Food frightening. Food scary. Uh, Crazy fanatics.
0: Hello. (laughs) (laughs) That's Michelle. I'm Jeanette. Uh, We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podcast. Please give us a five-star rating. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. This week, we're reviewing a heavy hitter. It's the Hannibal franchise. It's based on four books by Thomas Harris. There are five movies and one TV series in this franchise. Um, Each of these episodes actually, each of these movies could actually be their own episode, so I won't be able to go over everything in detail. I'm just going to hit the highlights here. Let's go over the movies in the order. This will be in the order in which they were released, and then I'll talk about the chronological order in a second. So number one, Manhunter, 1986. This is a film adaptation of the book Red Dragon. The movie was not named that because they thought it would be confused with the martial arts movie because apparently Enter the Dragon was very popular at that time. It's produced by Dino De Laurentiis. He also produced all of the Hannibal movies except for The Silence of the Lambs. De Laurentiis is considered responsible for bringing Italian cinema to the U.S. after World War II. He's done hundreds of movies, including a number of well-known ones.
1: And his famous granddaughter, The Chef.
0: Oh, man, you already know that. That's in my trivia.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: Did you know that? Yes. Oh, that's in my trivia. That's crazy. (laughs)
1: Minus one trivia That's
0: why I stuck it in the trivia, man. I thought I was be like, oh, and guess what? And you'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Why would I not know that? Oh,
0: you know everything about the Food Network. So anyway, Manhunter was directed by Michael Mann, who also did Miami Vice. It stars William Peterson, who is best known as Gil Grissom on CSI. Remember CSI? Mm Mm-hmm. Gil Grissom. And he plays Will Graham. Brian Cox, in this version um, of the story, plays Hannibal Lecter. And Dennis Farina plays Jack Crawford. It also stars Tom Noonan, who, if you watch 12 Monkeys uh, TV series, is in that. As Frances Dollarhyde, the the Tooth Fairy slash the Red Dragon. And Joan Allen as a blind woman named Reba McLean. So that's Manhunter. From 1986. Second one up is the most uh, widely known of all of these movies. It's The Silence of the Lambs from 1991. Produced by Ken Utt, Edward Saxon, and Ron Bozeman. Directed by Jonathan Demme. Starring Anthony Hopkins.
1: Jodie Foster. Jodie
0: Foster. Scott Glenn as Jack Crawford. Anthony Held as Dr. Chilton. So, like I said, most people, if they know anything about the Hannibal series, know that one. Next up, the movie from 2001, which is just entitled Hannibal. It was produced by Dina De Laurentiis, like everything else, directed by Ridley Scott, who we talked about when we talked about the Alien franchise. It stars, again, Hopkins but Jodie Foster did not come back as Clarice. She is replaced this time by Julian, Julianne Moore, and it has Ray Liotta as Paul Krendler. So that's Hannibal from 2001. Red Dragon from 2002. This is another adaptation of the book The Red Dragon, produced again by DeLorenta, directed by Brett Radner, starring, again, Hopkins. Ed Norton as Will Graham. Harvey Keitel as Jack. Ralph Fiennes as Francis Dollarhide and Emily Watson as Reba. Next up is 2007, Hannibal Rising. This is actually a prequel, and I, I shouldn't keep saying it, but produced by DeLorenta, directed by Peter Weber, starring Gaspard Ulliel as a young Hannibal Lecter. So that's his origin story. We'll talk about that in a second. And then lastly, the TV series Hannibal, which aired on NBC for three seasons from 2013 to 2015, produced by, who do you think?
1: Dino DeLaurentis.
0: Yep, I psyched you out this time. It's Martha DeLaurentis, who is Dino's wife.
1: <laughs> no way.
0: And developed by Brian Fuller, starring Mads Mickelson as Hannibal, uh, Hugh Dancy as Will, and Lawrence Fishburne as Jack. So that was the order in which they were released. If you looked at them in chronological order, it would be Hannibal Rising and Red Dragon slash Manhunter because it's the same story, then Silence of the Lambs and then Hannibal, and then the TV series is someplace in the middle there between Hannibal Rising and Red Dragon because they also, in one of the seasons, recreated that storyline. So that's a little hazy on that one. Where to find these movies? Manhunter. Is on YouTube, iTunes, or Google Play for $4. The Silence of the Lambs is available on Netflix for free for members. Hannibal is available on Amazon, YouTube, iTunes, or Google Play for $4. Red Dragon, the same. Hannibal Rising is much harder to find. So it is available on Amazon for $13. Or YouTube, iTunes, or Google Play, I think, for $10. I'm not sure why that's so much more expensive than the other ones. Um, And then lastly, the TV series. All three seasons of the TV series are available for free if you're an Amazon Prime member. Rotten Tomatoes scores. Manhunter. Critics gave it a 94. Audiences gave it a 77. That's not bad. Mm -mm. The Silence of the Lambs. Critics gave it a 96. Audiences gave it a 95. Obviously very, very good. Hannibal, here we go, Downhill, critics gave it a 39%, audiences gave it a 62%, Red Dragon, critics 68%, audiences 74%, Hannibal Rising, Uh, this one's not good, critics 15%, audiences 55%, and in the TV series, critics gave it a 92%, and audiences a 94% over three seasons total. So that's the scores. Now I'll just briefly go over the plot. Like I said, there's lots of detail I'm not going to cover, but just to give you the basics so you know what's going on. Manhunter from 1986. Will Graham has retired from the FBI after catching Hannibal Lecter and almost dying in the process. The Hannibal that's depicted here has killed nine college girls Uh, And that's because his character is combined with that of another character in the book series, and that's of Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Because I'm like, Hannibal doesn't kill schoolgirls. That would be like uncouth for him. Um, But a new serial killer, the Tooth Fairy, draws Will back in much the peril of himself and his family. And the FBI needs Will because he's able to think like a killer in order to catch them. The film is not bad, but it plays more as a crime procedural than a horror movie. After all, the director did do Miami Vice, um, and it's also very 80s, so if you want something that's like a time capsule of what was happening in the 80s, this is probably a good movie to watch. There's an extensive use of color filters to give the movie a surreal look. The nights are very blue, um... And there's lots of reds and greens. There's lots of synth music. It sounds at times a bit like uh, Blade Runner. And the story is very abbreviated from what we see later in The Red Dragon. We don't know anything about Tooth Fairy's past or what he's trying to do, which we later learn is because he thinks he's becoming a dragon. Um, And Brian Cox is interesting um, in his interpretation of Hannibal here. He has a really fun scene where he calls uh, someone to get Will's home address so he can send someone to kill Will's family. So that was fun to watch. Um, I still prefer Anthony Hopkins, but you know, to each his own. It was an interesting interpretation. Next up, Silence the Lambs follows the case of a murderer named Buffalo Bill, um, James Gump, and after he murders several girls, women and captures a senator's daughter in order to make a skin suit out of them. Hannibal has been in prison for some time but offers cryptic clues to Clarice, and Jack Crawford from the FBI sends Clarice there to try to get any details from him because he's basically using her as bait. So this is really considered a gothic horror story um, and is, in my opinion, one of the best movies ever, but we'll talk about that more when uh, we get to the trivia section. Anything today about Silence of the Lambs?
1: I loved uh, Hannibal. I just the uh, Silence of the Lambs is my one of my favorite movies.
0: Yeah, I loved Love it too. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Hannibal two thousand one. This have you seen Hannibal? No. Okay. So this has been some seven years since Hannibal escaped from custody. If you recall, at the end of Silence of the Lambs, he was on. The lamb. So, um, it's been seven years since he escaped custody. He's enjoying his life in Florence, Italy. And then the extremely wealthy Mason Verger, who is played by Gary Oldman under heavy makeup, was severely disfigured by Hannibal. Well, actually, Hannibal convinced him to take, I guess, a pauper and then convinced him to slice off his face and feed it to his dogs. So. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's he looks pretty rough. So Mason wants to lure Hannibal back by using Clarice's bait again to seek his revenge. So we'll talk about that more in the trivia section. So the remake, The Red Dragon, 2002. This is the same basic plot as Manhunter, but it provides a more extensive background. And we also learn what Francis is trying to accomplish. He has a huge dragon tattoo on his back because he thinks he's becoming a dragon... From the painting by William Blake from 1805, which is named The Great Red Dragon and the Woman Clothed with the Sun. So that seems like a very obscure psychosis or something to have, but hey, that's what's happening. He thinks he's becoming a dragon. (laughs) Next up, Hannibal Rising. This is the one that's the prequel. So this tells the story of Hannibal's early life in Lithuania and the many tragedies he suffered during World War II. Someone else we know is from Lithuania. Who is it?
1: I think they're my relatives.
0: Yes. He later goes to live with his uncle and his uncle's wife, who is Lady uh, Murasaki in Paris. Hannibal enters medical school and is very gifted. He seeks revenge on all of those who killed his family. Um, To be honest, this was not my favorite movie at all. I'm really not interested in Hannibal's backstory, uh, I don't need to see him beating up bullies and avenging his family's death because that humanizes him and takes away the mystique. He's a serial killer. I don't, I don't want to humanize him. Um, I also tried listening to the audiobook, which I told you on a recent trip. And, I, um, and, and when, when I got back and I got three-fourths of the way through and I just couldn't take it anymore. So I didn't listen to the whole thing of that, but about three-fourths of the way. So last up, the TV series Hannibal, as I said, aired for three seasons. Uh, The series deals more with a cat and mouse game and potentially romantic relationship between Hannibal and Will Graham. Um, Hashtag (coughs) Hannigram. That's their ship name. Um, Catherine Isabel, who we talked about from Ginger Snaps, remember her? She's Ginger from Ginger Snaps, turned into a werewolf. She makes an appearance as Margot Verger, who's the sister of Mason Verger. Jillian Anderson plays Hannibal's psychiatrist. Cheeseburger. <laughs> Cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, they're triplets. <laughs> Margot, Mason, and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jillian Anderson, who I love, plays Hannibal's psychiatrist and later uh, prisoner, Dr. Bedelia DeMauro. And several of the roles here have gender reversals from what we saw in previous movies. So Alan Bloom, the doctor, becomes Alana Bloom. And Freddie Lounge from the, what's it called, the Tadler, the newsrag, that's always after Will, uh, or trying to print some illicit story about something, becomes a female Freddie, F-R-E-D-D-I-E, Lounge. So that's interesting. Uh, let's see. Why should you watch these movies? Silence of the Lambs is only one of three movies to win the top five Academy Awards at one time. So Best Actor, Hopkins. Best Actress, Foster. Best Director, Demi. Best Adapted Screenplay, Ted Tolley. And Best Picture. The other two are... I won't ask you to guess, because I couldn't guess these either. It Happened One Night from 1934... And One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest from 1975. Remember that one? hmm Yep, I enjoyed that too. Cuckoo. Um, it also holds the honor of being the only horror movie to ever win a Best Picture Oscar. In fact, there have only been five other horror movies that have ever been nominated at Oscar time because uh, all award shows seem to hate horror movies. Uh, you want to guess what any of them are? Or you want me to read them to you? The other four? Go ahead. So, The Exorcist, that makes sense, Jaws, The Sixth Sense, Black Swan, Black Swan, and uh, in 2017, Get Out. So, maybe we'll have another horror movie that'll win some more awards at some point. Uh, The TV series was widely acclaimed and won Saturn Awards for Best Network Television Shows in 2014 and 2015. They should have won a lot more awards, in my opinion, because the TV series is really, really good. Um, The series has one of the best characters ever. In fact, the American Film Institute has Hannibal Lecter listed as number one among its top movie villains.
1: You go, Hannibal.
0: That's right. I can't think of anybody better in terms of a, a villain. Can you? No. No, I think he's definitely number one. So those are the reason to watch it. Now for trivia. I got a little bit of trivia about each one of these. So Manhunter. And Manhunter, Hannibal's last name was spelled L-E-C-K-T-O-R. In all the other movies and adaptations, it's spelled L-E-C-T-E-R. No one seems to know why, but there it is. Richard Gere, Gere Mel Gibson, Jeff Bridges, Mickey Rourke, Kyle MacLachlan, Harrison Ford and Don Johnson were all considered for the role of Will Graham in this movie. Johnson was also considered for the role of Francis Dollarhide. And of course, he was doing Miami Vice with Dino at that time, too. Uh, Here's a weird one. Will intermittently yells, you son of a bitch, when he's trying to get into the killer's mind, which I find very strange because (laughs) there is no one there and you're screaming. Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. They had planned a dragon tattoo for Francis in this version, but it looked weird, so they dropped it from the story. Uh, later, of course, they use it in uh, Red Dragon. The producer... Dina. De- and here we go. What you already told me. The producer, Dina De Laurentiis is the grandfather of... Giada. Giada from the Food Channel. Go figure. Um, it's hard to get one over on you. There are 15 kills total in this movie, including two families... And I included Francis in that total. Joan Allen went to a school for the blind to prepare for her role. And she was eventually able to walk around New York with a blindfold on. I'm not sure I'd do that even if I could. How about you? No. That's no. uh, just asking for it. Not New York. Um, in the show, Frances takes uh, Reba to see a sedated tiger as a surprise to her. And that tiger was a real tiger that was really sedated and the person in that scene with her was an actual vet with a tiger. But she came and she petted all the tiger. You know, she was blind. She petted the tiger. She petted his face. She petted his, petted his teeth. You can see him breathing. It's a little scary. Yeah. Because it is a big tiger.
1: I would like someone to bring me a tiger.
0: Yeah. I would like for it to be sedated, though. And one last thing from this movie. The music for the finale is Da Vida" from Iron Butterfly. Um, and that was kind of an interesting selection, but I thought it was fun at the end when he's having a shootout with the cops. Hmm. And Will breaks through a stained glass window to save the day, so go figure. Okay, so next up, Silence of the Lambs. Gene Hackman, together with Orion Pictures, had bought the rights to the book Silence of the Lambs and originally planned to, pa- planned to play Jack Crawford. They also needed to purchase... The name Hannibal Lecter, but Dina De Laurentis let them use it for free because Manhunter was such a financial flop. After Hackman backed out, Orion got John, Jonathan Demme to direct instead. What do you think, Gene Hackman? No. I'm not sure. Brooke Smith gained 25 pounds for her role as Catherine Martin in this movie. She was the girl in the well. Remember her? No. The girl in the well? No. The the senator's daughter that uh, Buffalo Bill was playing to skin next that Clarice had to come and rescue. Uh, Jodie Foster avoided Anthony Hopkins during filming because she was terrified of him. (laughs) In Silence of the Lambs, Hopkins only appeared on screen for 24 minutes, 52 seconds. This is the second shortest screen time for anyone winning an Oscar, the first being David Niven's role in Separate Tables in 1958. Hopkins describes Lecter's voice as a cross between and Capote and Catherine Hepburn. What do you think? That's good. Yep, I can see that. A lot of Catherine Hepburn influence, I think. The production received full cooperation from the FBI, who saw it as a recruiting tool to hire new agents. Jonathan Demme originally offered the role of Clarice and Jack to Michelle Pfeiffer and Sean Connery. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I'd i pay to watch that, wouldn't you? Yeah. That would be interesting. The pattern on the death's head moth that's put placed in the uh, victim's throats is not real. In fact, if you look at it closely, it is a Salvador Dali painting called Voluptus Morris, so V-O-L-U-P-T-A-S-M-O-R-S, that has seven naked women who are positioned to resemble a human skull. Cool. Did you know that? No. That was also used on the posters for The Descent. Do you remember that movie, The Descent, where these female uh, cavers go into a cave and they get attacked by all these strange creatures in there? I'll show you that picture because it's really cool. But I had not realized that because I had never looked at it closely enough, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that is it. So during the shooting for the house where um, Gump lived, Ted Levine, who plays the character... Uh, realized that the house was actually next door to his high school girlfriend. Isn't that wild? That's
1: funny.
0: Um, Let's see. When characters talk to Starling, they often look directly into the camera. That is so audiences will share Clarice's uh, viewpoint. And I did notice that a lot more when I watched it uh, this last time again. In the book Silence of the Lambs, here, I bet you don't know this, In the book Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal has six fingers on his right hand. Did you know that? No. I did not know that, and I don't think I'd ever heard of it until I started reading. He probably
1: borrowed one from someone.
0: Yeah, I probably took one off somebody else and sewed it on there. On a personal note, Silence of the Lambs is only one of two movies I have ever stayed up all night to read. Look at that. The other one is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh. Yeah, I really loved this movie when I read it back in college. Um, the moth found in the victim's throat are actually made out of Tootsie Rolls and gummy bears. Hmm. That way, if the actors accidentally swallow them, they're fine.
1: And chopped up moths.
0: Yeah. Um, here's a, here's the bad thing about it. The Silence of the Lambs treatment of transsexuals and transvestites has not well weathered over time. It was criticized when it was released for transphobia. So I'm sure if it was made today, um, that topic would have been handled differently. Um, and this movie has one of the best escape scenes in the history of cinema. Mm. Do you remember the escape scene?
1: No, that was so long ago, I don't even remember the movie. So or Hannibal
0: was, so was being kept in a cage, like in some room, because they were transporting him to talk to the senator, remember, so she could get closer to help her daughter. Then, well, I won't give you all the specifics, but it's really, really good if you haven't seen it before. And at least I didn't see that coming, how he got out of there. Red Dragon. Ralph Fiennes gained 15 pounds of muscle for the role of Dollar Hide, and it also took them eight hours each day to apply the tattoo of the dragon on his back. Hopkins lost 20 pounds to play a younger version of Lectra. Uh, Brett Radner, his first choice for uh, Reba, who I said is the blind woman that Francis uh, hooks up with, was Tia, Tia Leone. You know her? Yes. That was his first choice. Something I do know. Red Dragon is also supposedly a name of the book in the Vatican Library that can summon the devil. Mm. How about that? Better keep that one locked up. Um, This movie is set 12 years before The Silence of the Lambs, and the cast includes three Oscar winners, Hopkins, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Ellen Bierst. Weren't we talking about her the other day? Burst? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't remember her last name. And five Oscar nominees, including Ed Harris, Ralph Fiennes, Emily Watson, and Harvey Keitel. And the categories. uh, Hannibal. If you look closely at the beginning credits of Hannibal, the pigeons actually form the face of Hannibal Lecter in the top right-hand corner. That's weird, huh? Yeah, they did a lot of
1: cool things.
0: Yeah. The Hannibal novel is 560 pages long. No wonder I couldn't get through the whole audiobook. It
1: would take me five years to read it.
0: Wow, 560 pages long, that's crazy. Anthony Hopkins also wrote a screenplay for a sequel to Hannibal that they think was entitled Hannibal Ending, which had Starling killing Lecter, but it was never put into production. Here's one for you. Julianne Moore is apparently really afraid of cows. And there's a scene of her driving through a pasture to try to get to the road to Mason Berger's house, and she said that scene was the scariest scene for her out of the entire movie. And I'm like, she doesn't get out of the car. The cows are just standing around doing what cows do, which <laughs> like driving between them with a the car. That's crazy. Isn't that funny? How could you be scared of a cow? I don't know. I'm not scared. I like Unless
1: cows. Unless she worships them.
0: That, well, maybe maybe she had a bad cow experience. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Ridley Scott here, they're also big giant man-eating hogs in this movie. Uh, Ridley Scott auditioned some 6,000 pigs for the man-eating hogs. Like, why do you need to audition a pig? And that many pigs. That's a bit of overkill, isn't it? I guess. I mean, just get some big hogs. <laughs> Feed them something. Gary Oldman is uncredited in a role of Mason Verger, and the story I heard about this was he said he wanted top billing with Hopkins, And they said no, and he said, fine, I don't want to be credited at all then. But, of course, his interpretation later is something very different. I mean, I don't think you should get top billing because that should be Hopkins, in my opinion. How about you?
1: Sir Anthony Hopkins.
0: Sir Anthony Hopkins, that's right. Uh, Oldman also said that Catherine Hepburn was one of the inspirations for Mason's voice. So she's getting a lot of airtime here. Here's something you already know. The exterior shots for Verger's house in Hannibal is actually, you remember that? What is it? I don't know. It's the Biltmore house. The Biltmore house in Asheville. So all the exterior shots, which is where I'm from, so all the exterior shots are uh, of that house from a distance. Then it will say Asheville, you know, whatever it is, uh, Route 26. And then underneath it, it will say, like, Verger Estate. That's actually Biltmore Estate that's there. Um, so there's that. And then I think some of the interior shots might be it as well, but definitely all the exterior shots are of the Biltmore House. Cool. So, yes, that's very cool. Um, after Thomas Harris wrote the sequel, he sent it to Jonathan Demi, uh, Jody Foster, etc. There were no less than 15 rewrites. In the end, Foster backed out, saying... I have, offered, I have been offered more money than ever my entire career to make this movie, but who cares if it portrays Claire Reese, who has become like a person to me. Ironically, she had to fight tooth and nail in order to get the role of Claire Reese in the first place, but I don't blame her. I would have skipped this movie, too, if I'd been her. Um, Anthony Hopkins was paid $20 million for this movie. Thomas Harris was paid $9 million for the rights to this book. Um, sheep brains were used along with an animatronic version of Ray Liotta for those scenes. Uh, and if you don't remember, Hannibal drugged Clarice. Uh, Ray Liotta's character came over, drugged him, cut off the top of his head, fried, took out little parts of his brain, fried them next to him, and then served them to the man. The man ate his own brains. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty rough. In the book... Mason Verger dies when his sister Margot shoves a moray eel down his throat. This was ruled too violent, so Margot was written, was written out. He was instead eaten by the pigs that he had trained to eat human flesh to kill Hannibal. I'm like, is that less violent than a moray eel? Anyway, uh, Margot Margo later appears in the TV series, so she has an extensive backstory there. Um, at the end of the Hannibal book, hey, listen to this. This is probably one of the most shocking ones, or at least I didn't know it. At the end of the Hannibal book, Clarice and Hannibal have a romantic relationship and run off to Argentina together. No way. No, no. Ridley Scott did not like the soap opera ending and thus changed it. I don't like it either. How about you? I liked it. You liked it? You think they should run off together? It's weird. I mean, you should not run off with somebody who's a cannibal. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it at all. It's not true to Clarice's character. I don't think. I mean, if you like a a soapy ending. She found something in him that she really cared about. Yeah, and he's going to find something in her to eat later, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hannibal Rising. Thomas Harris was told by De Laurentiis that if he did not write the screenplay, he would just find someone else to do it. It didn't seem like Harris's heart was in, in this one. Here's one. For the role of young Hannibal... Macaulay Culkin was auditioned. Wow. I don't think that would have gone over well at all, but maybe he would have surprised us. Hughes Dancy also um, auditioned for the part of Hannibal but didn't get it. Instead, he later starred in the TV series as Will Graham and not as Hannibal. The body count in Hannibal Rising is 25. At the conclusion, Hannibal drives away in his car. He's heading to Baltimore to study psychology, and this is the setup for The Red Dragon. One more to go. The TV series Hannibal. Hannibal is one of those rare TV series that elevates the source material. And I remember I'd heard when this was in production, I was like, there's no way they could top silence the lambs, they might as well give up now. And furthermore, no one would be a suitable Anthony Hopkins except for Anthony Hopkins. But I was wrong. Mads Mikkelsen actually did an excellent, inter- a different interpretation of Hannibal, and I love that one as well now. I mean, he was really excellent. And the whole series, the way they wrote it, everything about it was, I, I mean, beyond excellent. And surprisingly, it was on network TV, on NBC. So... The only other time I can remember that happening where I'm like there is no way they're going to make anything close to the quality of the original was something we already talked about which was Psycho. The Psycho TV series um, I didn't think there was any way it could be the same. And in fact it also surpassed my expectations. So let's see. Um... The TV series actually starts before the books and the movies and it takes place when Hannibal is a psychiatrist who is consulting with the FBI. Fans of the TV series are called Thanables, and they are still hoping someone will pick up the series after NBC canceled it. And I can tell you that they are still uh, sending out tweets pretty much, seems like every day or every week, uh, trying to get the series picked up on another channel. So they're really some, some very loyal fans. Season 1 involved Hannibal killing multiple people and leaving their bodies in beautiful tableaus. He frames Will, who ends up in the Baltimore State Hospital, by the end of the season. In Season 2, Hannibal continues to try to push Will over the edge and turn him into a killer, and no one around him trusts Will at this point anymore either. Not Jack, not Alana, not even himself. Uh, Season 2 has one of the best TV finales ever, in my opinion, It's a complete bloodbath with Hannibal, Will, Jack, Elena, and others fighting for their life as everybody's trying to kill everybody else. I mean, it's crazy. It's even better than the series finale, in my opinion. In season three, the first half is dedicated to Hannibal uh, and Bedelia's European adventures, and then the second half is a retelling of the Red Dragon story. So that's the basic season setups in that. Fuller said that he had a seven-year plan for the show, so if that's true and he got picked up, say, on Netflix or Amazon, he would have four more seasons to go. They had hoped to do a Silence of the Lambs story, but uh, Clarice and Buffalo Bill are currently owned by MGM, who bought United Artists. So they were in discussions over the rights when the show was canceled. So, uh And Mad Mickelson had said he thought they were close to coming to some sort of an agreement, so that would have been interesting. The TV series is known for its beautiful art direction and elaborate death scenes. uh, That they somehow got it by the NBC censors, I don't know how. Um, The most elaborate uh, is something called in an episode called Muralist, in which 40 something people, extras, were asked to pose near nude, on the ground, in a grain silo for two days of filming. Their bodies were to become the pattern of a human eye when seen overhead. Of course, in the series, they were all dead and stitched together. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was yep, it was something else. Um, in the TV series, each episode title is named for gourmet food. Season one is French cuisine. Season two is Japanese. Season three is Italian. Here's something for you. The TV series had a food stylist who made up all Hannibal's creations and made them look scrumptious. Her name's Janice uh, Poon, P-O-O-N, even had a cookbook called Feeding Hannibal, A Connoisseur's Cookbook. You want a copy of that? No. (laughs) That's a real cookbook. (laughs) In the TV series, Jack and Bella Crawford are married in real life. Lawrence Fishburne is married to Gina Torres. And they had some really... um, touching scenes because she was dying of cancer. So that was, uh, those were some really heavy scenes there. Uh, the TV series, as I've already said this, could not do signs of the Lambs because it was the only entry not produced by De Laurentiis. The role of Lecter, psychiatrist and eventual... Oh, here here's a good one. The role of Lecter, psychiatrist, which later turned into his love interest, was originally intended for... Angela Lansbury of Murder, She Wrote. I'm not sure she was attended as a love interest at that time, but that's who it was. And then they ended up getting Julie Anderson, which I thought was, she was excellent, too. Um, Mads Mikkelsen and Hugh Dancy previously starred together in King Arthur. Here's one. Here's a person you like. One episode of the TV series guest stars Molly Shannon. It never aired due to its graphic nature. It was about a woman who brainwashed kids into killing their families. It was available online, though. The only actor to star in more Hannibal movies than Hopkins is Frankie Faison. He was Barney in Silence, Hannibal, Red Dragon, and was a police lieutenant in Manhunter. Jack Crawford is based on real-life FBI agent John Edward Douglas and Hannibal's entire kill list is available at hannibal.fandom.com because it's very complicated as to who he killed, who he almost killed, who else was killed on the show that he didn't kill, all of that kind of stuff. And there's a good podcast called Eat the Rude that goes over each of these movies and the TV series in more detail. So that's definitely worth checking out. There's a musical based on Silence of the Lambs. Do you know that? No. By John and Al Kaplan. It's called Silence. The musical it was performed off off broadway and has won several awards okay a couple of Hannibal quotes and then we are done so Hannibal popular culture if you ask anyone on the street odds are even if they have not seen Silence of the Lambs they know about Hannibal the cannibal and they know a number of these quotes you remember any off the top of your head yeah go ahead uh, let me know if you got anything different than what I have on this list. I wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. Oh, that's good. A, ta- a census taker once tested me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti.
1: Yes, that's popular.
0: Whenever feasible, one should always eat the rude. I'm, I'm in support of that, actually. Are you looking for sympathy? Here, I don't think you'll know this one. Are you looking for sympathy? You'll find it in the dictionary between shit and syphilis. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's pretty good, huh? That's good. How about it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again? Do you remember that? No. From Silence the Lambs, says Buffalo Bill. People at work quote that to me sometimes for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. He's having them put the lotion on so that they can, like, tenderize and loosen up their skin so he can cut it off of them and make a skin suit. Uh, here's one that is frequently misinterpreted, probably the most popular one. Well, Clarice, have the lamb stop screaming. Mm-hmm. I interpret that to be usually, well, Clarice, have the lamb stopped crying. But it's actually screaming. All good things to those who wait. This is my design. Hannibal says, nothing made me happen. I just happened. Uh, Hannibal. Says to Clarice, when he first meets her, Discourtesy is unspeakably ugly to me. And the very last one, On a similar note, I must confess to you, I'm giving serious thoughts to eating your wife. Remember that one? It's <laughs> funny, isn't it? Okay, in conclusion, If I had to write, rank these movies, I would say Silence of Lambs is number one. Then the TV series, because like I said, it's brilliant, it's excellent, it completely surpassed my expectations. Then Red Dragon, then Manhunter, uh, because it's a very different interpretation of the story. Then Hannibal, really, even though Julianne Moore did a perfectly decent job, um, I just don't think it really added much to the mythology, and the end seemed very rushed. And then a Hannibal Rising, to honest, just didn't even need to be made at all. So, if I was you, I would say watch Silence, the TV series, uh, Manhunter, maybe the other Red Dragon, and forget about the other two movies. So, what do you think? Got anything to say about Hannibal? No, I think you said it all. I know. It's pretty long, but there was a lot of stuff to go over. So, what do you have food-wise? Well. No people, please. In uh,
1: in honor of De Laurentiis, um, I picked out um, 12 of the best recipes from Giada De, oh, De Laurentiis. Oh, cool. Cool. And Is that what
0: you'd already picked before I even said that?
1: No, I picked a, a roast prime rib, which you can uh, oh, post okay. also.
0: Okay, I'll post it too. And
1: um, she... Because
0: um, that she, would be such a weird coincidence if you had already picked that.
1: No, I didn't. Um, I didn't even know that De Laurentiis was the producer of the of of Hannibal so um just some of her really um some of her Italian stuff and some chicken and uh, pasta of course because she is Italian and she loves her pasta and some espresso caramel bars for dessert and just all kinds of stuff chicken uh piccata and um all kinds of fun things with some rich um rich ingredients that will just wow your party and that's about it um have a good weekend and have a good weekend. just uh just on a sad note grumpy cat passed away seven years yes, old, I'm complications sorry about that. from a urinary tract infection, so watch your kitties um, yes they that's easy they for need cats to be taken have. care of and um, yeah, so yeah, sad. Sad he was a star. But I love uh Grumpy Cat He'll live on in his movies and books and all that. So have a Grump- great weekend. And Grumpy's
0: cat real name was Tater Tot, did you know that?
1: Tater Tot, yeah. Yeah. That's poor funny. Grumpy
0: Cat. Well Grumpy Cat's and Cat Heaven now I'm hoping.
1: Yes, yes, um, yes. And cat probably
0: heaven. not a place where any of the characters we've talked about today are No, going, no, 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 no. Especially not Hannibal. Yeah. But uh um, Poor Grumpy Cat. But he he lived a good life. He did. So. He brought lots of joy to lots of people. Yes, I loved him. Did. Yes, he, is he did. He was wonderful. So that's so. about it. Have a great weekend. Hey, have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week.